Hello and welcome. This is the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking. From indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. Today, myself and my wonderful guest hosts, Matthew Butler-Hart and Tori Butler-Hart from Fizz and Ginger Films, sit down with the wonderful director, Casper Seal-Jones, who made his film to Tokyo, in Tokyo. Not only that, but he gives you some amazing advice on how he made his indie film, how he got it made, and how he got out there and got it released to great acclaim. He gives you so much advice from from a first-time filmmaker to first-time filmmakers, and uh, we just had such a great time. Uh, Thank you, Matthew uh, and Tori, for coming and joining me as my guest hosts. You've got all that to look forward to. And if you want to listen to Matthew and Tori fully talk about how they made Two Down, then listen to them on episodes 29 and 30. Oh, yeah. Uh, So much fun had. Forward to that very soon. I'm Giles Alderson, and today... I've been on the set of The Heartless, which is a new TV series where a pilot that we're making for Ruby Rock Pictures, Zoe Rocha and the gang. And it's late now and obviously I'm putting this together for you guys. Uh, but today was great. It was a really cool first day shooting that. Uh, lots going on, lots to shoot, lots of cool actors doing some amazing bits and pieces. I'm shooting that with Stu White, DLP. And yeah... Yeah, I think we've got some amazing stuff. It's got a certain look to it. It's set in 2002, and it's based uh, around the Libertines, the band, if you remember them, UK band. And it's kind of all about their journey. And it's cool as fuck. And I'm very excited to be directing it. So, yeah, doing that this week. Uh, just got off set now and got home. Good times. Um, other news. This week, A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. I think I mentioned it the other week, but I can't remember. Uh, the trailer has dropped. I'll put a link to that in the show now. It's going to be nominated, long-listed for a biffer. Uh, and Poppy Rowe, one of the producers, she's gone along today for the Emerging Filmmaker strand of that biffer uh, long-list nomination. Cool. So cool. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, get on it. Um, Blood, Sweat and Tears went into that, shot in 12 days. And it is pretty cool getting some good buzz that's out in January released in January through Arrow Films um, yeah and I was delighted to produce that and I had so much fun doing it um, yeah that was a proper get stuck in the trenches um, Poppy and Staten were on episode 4 I believe one of the first ever episodes talking about um, uh, being BAFTA nominated for their short film and we talked a little bit about their feature but we'll be getting them back on soon to talk about how they made A Serial Killer's Guide to Life can't wait for that also this week uh, phil hawkins just dropped his trailer for his amazing star wars fan film and it's a shame to even call it a fan film i know he's a fan a film you're a fan i get that i know it but this isn't a fan film this is epic this is more than a fan film this is a star wars film there's no question about it if you've not seen it yet why not it's already had 20,000 views in a day or whatever. Um, this is Star Wars. Links with Indiana Jones. And it's incredible. Link is in the show notes. Support Phil. Phil, you're amazing. You've done an amazing job. Uh, the full film gets released, I think, a few days after. 
the late Star Wars film gets released, uh, it's going to create just as big a buzz. It's cool as hell. Link to that. It's called Origins. Is in the show notes. Okay, we're about to get to today's episode with Casper Sill Jones. But I have to tell you about today's sponsor. It's the music you can hear behind this intro. It is from Musicbed. They have sponsored this episode and they are a fantastic platform. And you can get a month's subscription for free. For free. So if this podcast is out there, you want music for your pod, if you want music for your promo, if you're filmmakers, you want it for your short films, whatever, whatever, then get onto it now. Uh, it's musicbed.com. So much cool stuff on there. Um, you can get a limited music with a subscription. You can create custom songs or scores from scratch as well. And they have amazing rosters that are growing every day. The track you can hear now is one of theirs, and it's cool as hell. Some of my mates' music's on there as well. Um, from everything from hip hop, indie, rock to electronic. Um, so don't forget, podcast listener, this filmmaker podcast listener, you can get the one month subscription for free. Or 20% off a single song purchase. Uh, all you got to do to get that brilliant music bed free month subscription, let's call it that, uh, is just type in promo code FILMMAKERSPOD when you check out. The link is in the description to that. Thank you, music bed. You're ace. Okay. If you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast, do it. What you're waiting for. If you really like this, then tell your friends. If you really, really like this, go on to iTunes and give us a five-star review. I need to get back to prepping tomorrow's shoot for The Heartless. But in the meantime, this is this week's fantastic podcast with Casper Sale jones myself, Tori Butler-Hart and Matthew Butler-Hart. Sit back, relax, have a laugh, learn something, and I will see you next Tuesday. Enjoy. Yeah, okay. that's gold dust. It is gold dust. So tea, tea for do me. Do you want hang on? Do you want tea wait. first, or do you put your pea milk in first? Don't no, tea, tea first. Tea first. Pea milk is fine for me. Thank you, you Matthew. But the heart, a bit of sugar, uh, refined yeah. sugar. Oh, it's not great. It's from right. the ground. It's not great. This probably isn't. But just put it in your tea. Come on, let's you. get wait, on with let's it. Get the plot. What a great, great. Oh, he's going in for two. Wait, wait. You're looking at me like why you two sugars in your tea um, am I the only one having tea by the no. way no there you go <laughs> oh it went everywhere <laughs> it totally went everywhere oh. are you having pea milk as well no I won't no thank you are we allowed to talk about your first book <laughs> yes uh, we yeah. just discovered when it comes so. out so so we yeah. have a deadline of 1st of November which is a week away today dun, dun, wait what dun, dun. yeah really exciting mm. so that so, I, know, I know so you think yeah. okay so the deadline the, the release when it comes out is quite mm. soon yeah. March 2021 Yum. So it's quite oh, far away. Over yeah. oh. a year. Yeah. Hang on. So your deadline away. is November the first for your first ever book yeah. on filmmaking. Yeah, away, yes. Away. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. It's about but, filming. But first, yeah, first draft um, of, and then and then apparently they're going to work on it for a year. I mean, well, it's pretty ready they to are. go. I like this. You're the, writing the this publisher. book. They are. <laughs> yeah, right. They're, they're going to do it. Like yeah. They're going to give us some notes. <laughs> so tell no, us about how dare they? I haven't introduced you. I haven't introduced anyone. It's my guest host today, a Matthew Butler Hart and Tori Butler Hart, who've not only produced written directed and starred in how many films now two official feature films and one tv movie yeah yes. yeah and excellent. now and produced, excellent. and we've recently produced uh akia mashabi's debut have. feature film real that was at the london film festival a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so, which is exciting 
Um, yes, and, you have. Yeah. Which is great. But the, the main one that everyone should watch now is The Isle, which yeah. is available. It's a folk yes. horror, which is amazing. Psychological, folky horror. Yeah. yeah. It quite worked well, out how to, mm, how to mm, sell yes. it, but exactly. Psychological, yeah. folk Supernatural folk thriller, thriller I think is what we is ended up on. sexy. Yeah. we go with. So it's not too horror. Yeah. But no. they are pushing it again for Halloween, so you know, yeah. it's, it's a horror. Go for it. it looks mm-hmm. ace, and I've. Yeah. The, I meant the the DVD cover looks ace for the yeah. one they're pushing, Great. which I really Thank like you. the red. But yeah. yes, I've seen the movie, and it is fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank I've you also much. seen it, and it's very very good. Great. Thank there you go. Uh, this is Casper. Everyone, thank you for joining us on the Filmmakers Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's hey. an absolute pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. We're here to talk about your movie, and we'll come back to that in a second because I'm still really excited to talk to uh, my guest host today about where they are with a book because they're making a book on filmmaking which is incredible talk to us about who you've got in it obviously myself mm-hmm. yeah. obviously being amazing but uh, um, <laughs> you have some really really cool people we do, we do. so uh, basically the idea was is that um, I think we sort of I mean <laughs> slightly arrogantly we're like <laughs> at the beginning of the year oh you know people keep asking us if like you know how how do you go about writing a script or mm-hmm. how do you go about financing um and so we thought well you know let's pop it down in a book and then they can buy it um the, the idea being that i mean i own probably every film book in that there is possible to buy and yeah. none of them really kind of do all of it which is yeah. quite a big sort of um thing to do but because we both kind of go from writing all the way through up to distribution now as yeah. well and like this isn't a how-to book like you must do this at all because the whole point no. is so many of these books are it's more of a how not to really yeah a lot of it Which is, is a good way to. it's yeah. really important it's kind of what this podcast exactly, yeah. is how not to do it how to fuck <laughs> like, it up or how not to is yeah. it i'd say in the intro yeah. yeah um yeah exactly so we kind of we tried this but that didn't work but we learned this and that took us on the path so it goes mm. through all the things and then and then throughout that so it's not just our opinion we've um started well we've almost finished the interviews got it with a week to go uh-huh. um have lots of people we've been talking to like ian mckellen and stephen fry wow uh, yeah legendary producer margaret matheson who did like scum and sid and nancy mm-hmm. um ooh, lots of directors but also like finance people and distribution yeah um all sorts basically. so it's kind right. of across the board and the idea is and i suppose it, so most people will be like well why did you speak to ian mckellen and, and stephen fry Good point, but thank you. um ian uh adapted and produced Richard III. Yes, he did. 25 mm. years ago. And we were like, why have you never done... Because it's brilliant. Yeah. And we were so, so we were sort of like, why have you never done anything um, since? And the reason being that he said, it just takes so long. And he was like, That's it took three years out of my life and I basically did nothing else for that time. Right. Um, and it was kind and of the same with... And didn't get paid for it because he had to put his own money back in. Yeah, get there you which go. Is, happens to us all time. Mm, we're all know. It's not just us, which is quite nice. Um, it is. And yeah, Stephen kind of said the, the, yeah. the same thing as well, is that because he did Bright Young Things, which is mm. one of our favourite films. It's a brilliant films. movie. It's You've not so seen well it. Made. It's so good. It's like Upstairs, Downstairs and... And, and the, the other one the that everyone talks about. The performances are just Lots. amazing. Yeah. Um, James McAvoy is brilliant. This um, is a, but even Michael more. Sheen is in this one, right? Bright Young Things. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And so Stephen Campbell Moore and mm-hmm. like all these great people. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, brilliant, brilliant uh, performances. And, and so Stephen adapted it from the novel mm-hmm. um, uh, and then directed it. And he has never done another, uh, f- directed and or adapted another feature film since. So it was kind of the same question to mm-hmm. him. And his answer was pretty much the same. It's just like, it takes so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes so much out of your life. Yeah. And even 
not just, you know, once it's completed, it's like the aftermath of it. Um, and so we think that's what we wanted to create uh, a book about like the long, the long term journey that you go on from the very, very beginning of, of that kernel of, of an idea for a script all the way through to delivery, distribution and, and, you know, and how you can get your film out there. Amazing. What's it called? <laughs> Full to the brim with fizz, ginger and fierce determination, colon, which is important. It is you know, Giles? I know, yeah, that yeah, yeah, never yeah. colon me. Uh, an independent guide to... No, it's not. A rough guide. A rough guide. Is it? A wait, rough guide. Wait, is this to the full title? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Serious. We've tried to shorten it and they're like, no, we surprised. love it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? No, they, they, yeah. Have so it's tried? full to the brim with fizz, ginger, and fierce determination. Oh, I see. Like, that's the top. That's the main title. thing. And, yeah. then, and then whatever it is, the other bit. <laughs> I, I, the main I, important I don't bit. think you should have colon in the title. Yeah, well, you don't like a good colon. Like it's colon. going to get mixed up in like the biology section. People aren't going to know what they're <laughs> yeah, then ordering. The I've got f- I'm, I'm fizzing audience. in my ginger colon. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got New a ginger title. colon. Yeah, <laughs> it's the ultimate guide to making movies. Making is that what? It's not the ultimate guide. It's definitely not the ultimate. We're not going to. It sounds genuinely helpful though. I'm listening. I wish I had read that. Yeah, I want to read it now. Yeah. It needs some work. We'll send it to you. Yeah. Well, you're in it. Uh, well, you're going to be in it. Well, yes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll send you a copy. I, I look forward to <laughs> reading about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't enjoy that? Yeah, exactly. Well, Stephen Fry, obviously, yes, we'll uh, listen to him. He, interestingly, Ian said that um, it then, having done Richard III, put him on the film map. Yeah, he said, like, now I'm a film and person, not just from an acting point of view, but, but because you're... Because he, he understood it. Yeah, right. and he produced it and, and things about it. And people were like, okay, now you're a film person. Yeah, yes. so which then led on to Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah, so Brian Singer saw it, went, okay, X-Men. you'll be X-Men. Peter Jackson saw it, went, great, you should be in Lord of the Rings. Mm. So, what did you think of the music in Richard III? We're big fans of Richard III music. Oh, yeah. It Why did you bring that up, Cassie? Amazing. No reason. Okay. Is that because is that <laughs> your that. dad might have uh, composed it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've weirdly I have childhood memories of being in the dubbing mix when they were making that really? yeah I'm remembering it now it looked really cool before like all the sounds were on and like before it was properly edited together it wow. were, I remember them I remember seeing that film cool. that is cool yeah um, did that did that actually we're gonna go on to this so much but is that what one of the reasons why you want to get into film because a lot of your family are into film anyway maybe subconsciously but it wasn't like that it's right. literally the only thing I'm good at and I like. We are in mm-hmm. Soho. We are at yeah. the Union Club, which is actually where you got married, which is really mm-hmm. cool. When I walked in, I went, I recognise this place. <laughs> and we're in the middle of Soho and we can hear the sounds of Soho behind us. All right, that wasn't perfect. <laughs> oh, that was genuine. It's Tom Hardy walking past there. <laughs> you can just hear drilling. Yeah, yeah. just pretty drilling. much that. That is though, the sound of Soho. And that's not just the sex club. Do you know what I mean? That is literally... The sound of street noise. So we're here uh, talking with Casper about his brilliant film, To Tokyo. It's his debut film, and you're in the room with us as well, which is amazing. Thank you for joining us on the Filmmakers Podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, Matthew and Tori put you in touch with me, and that's why I wanted them as guest hosts today, not only because they're brilliant people. I was so happy when they were here, because I was like, oh, thank Jesus. If I start (laughs) saying stupid stuff, I can just look at their faces. I I can just (laughs) glare at you. Yeah. (laughs) 
and go, can you not? We're going to have to cut that, Giles. Yeah. Uh, whereas I'd just put it all in because fuck yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's in their best interest that I don't come off looking like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all part of the fun, though. That is part of the fun. And part of this podcast as well. We want to know, you know, you want to know what you the, the reality is. Totally totally yeah. I, I like people to slowly find out I'm an idiot. I don't like it to come out straight, straight away. away. <laughs> <laughs> people know I'm an idiot by uh, now. Is it's he fine. An idiot? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with yeah, him? Oh, is he an idiot? <laughs> or is he brilliant? Fourth like, <laughs> yeah, meeting. Well, yeah. No, he is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but now I know him. <laughs> so yeah. now we're friends. By then, <laughs> by then, I've already got the money and I'm already making the film and it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So look, let's talk about your journey then to making to Tokyo, which is an absolutely beautiful, uh, heartfelt sort of horror film that I really enjoyed because it didn't give anything away. It didn't push onto the viewer what this was and you left it open and I was like wow okay this is a filmmaker to watch because yeah. it was a really interesting film it's brave it's brave it? yeah, as yeah, well because yeah, yeah. I imagine a lot of people were going no no you need to tie this up or you need to make yeah. it like this and it, it was short as well um, in terms of normal feature length yeah. films about 75 minutes yeah. right was this a conscious choice from the beginning? Did you set out to make this kind of a horror film? Talk to me about this talk to us no one's listening so like uh... <laughs> <laughs> so that's so sad. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <true. laughs> Luckily, it's not. Um, but yes. okay, thank God. Yeah. Um, uh, this would be a uh, waste of time. Otherwise, yeah. it's just me indulging my <laughs> own weird fantasies. <laughs> um, not even plugged in. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So yeah, no one can hear you. <laughs> Uh, that was the conscious decision when I was writing it to make a horror film like that that does all those things like it doesn't tie up the thing and it's just like suggested and it's left up to the audience mm -hmm. but like obviously halfway through filming it when I've got the rushes back and I'm testing it with like audiences I'm like why didn't I just tell people exactly what's happening where it's happening why didn't I make a simple film that like just is clearly that thing mm -hmm. so that was my intention I'm glad you saw that but like you know three years in you're thinking like why were you trying to just bash them over the head with an explosion and do something exciting. Like you really start to feel like that knife edge of like giving away too much and not giving away so much is mm -hmm. so tricky mm -hmm. to walk. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So, and so, uh, yeah. And so my next film's just a straight out fun, artistic, <laughs> profitable horror film. Right. But can I can Go I on. I'll, I'll jump in and say that the Guardian review, which loved it, they said it was a masterclass in engrossing show don't tell filmmaking. Yeah. So, you know, put that on the that poster. That was very for nice. Well, Thank yeah. you, Guardian. Uh, is it not on the poster? Because that oh, it, it is it will on be. the poster. Oh, it, it is, is on the poster. Oh, yes. Yeah, because it's, it's tattooed on my back. It's already on there. Let's <laughs> to be fair, you have got a lot of I take show don't tell. The best filmmaker of a generation tattooed across your forehead. You want to book me, everyone. To take some pictures of like this staircase because my parents are doing building works to their house and then my, my dad's in South Africa at the moment. I, my mom's like, Oh, great photos, they look beautiful. And I was like, Yeah, it's a masterclass and show don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> she went, I know you've got Slipping to it in yeah. wherever yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I want you to know those photos I sent you were a masterclass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did the idea come about? Why, what was it about? Obviously, you've got a family full of filmmakers, which is fascinating. Was that was the pressure behind that to sort of go out and make films? Or was this something you've no. always wanted to do? No, it's uh, the only thing I've ever wanted to do is write and direct before I even really knew what directing was. Really? Yeah, it's the only thing I, I, I wanted to do. I was, my, my, my dad wanted all his kids to be musical because he obviously mm. is musical. Mm. Right. And none of us can play anything. Seriously? Really? Did he force it on you? 
Only like, me. Oh. So oh. I learned piano for eight years, mm. and like it was so bad that like my 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 piano teacher would just write the finger numbers on yeah. the thing. So it's like one was my yeah, baby yeah, yeah. finger, and like that. Yeah, that's and what she I just had. knew it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't. Eight years of pain, that's man. Tough. Yeah. yeah, I learned the same. I had to. I was forced to play. But the can piano you play it? Yeah, I can. Uh, See, that's the difference. Go. It worked, but, but not amazing. It's no use. I mean, it's yeah. no fucking use at all. Yeah. I might go to someone's house and there's a piano there, and I yeah. can do a little bit. And everyone goes, "Oh, that's impressive." Well, there you go. But I don't even have that at the end of it. Oh, really? Just pain. Well, yeah. I mean, relative pain. I mean, it was a piano lesson. Mine were tough. Mine were tough. But anyway, yeah. That's, um, so yeah, so that was your journey. You wanted to, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pushed the musical yeah, element, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was always ever films like TV, like you mm-hmm. know, like that's making and writing stories. I was doing that in my head for as long as I can remember. When I was sitting in class failing, I was making up stories. I was drawing. All my schoolwork would come back with like no answers and just like drawings, like storyboard style, like nice. things I n- realize now. Right. Okay. Wow. So that's what that's. So I would have done this either way. I just wouldn't have been able to do it as quickly if it wasn't for my family. Right. Got you. But it was something you wanted to do. It was something I wanted to do. Was there anything that was there anything specific that inspired you to go into it? Was it a movie or was it a what what f- filmmaking in general? Yeah, to Tokyo. filmmaking in general. I can't remember. I genuinely can't remember. It's just it's, something. as long as I can remember. That's yeah. what I was. When people say, what are you going to be? I was like a director. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Because cool. I'd met like directors and stuff like that. Right. And I met people and I was like, oh. And so I'd see these people at like my dad's thing who just got to stand there and like listen to the music and be like, oh, we want more of this, this, this. And then they get to go and do a completely different thing. Mm. And I was like, that is. That's cool. That looks like so much fun. Right. Yeah. And was it when you actually went to do it? Because obviously. You it was even sure. better. Was it? That's great. Yeah. Even better. But like, I think, um, but I didn't know how to do it. So that, that. that Two Tokyo's like that was me learning how to, everything. That was the first feature-length script I've written. That's the first time I've directed a crew. That's the first time I've done everything. Because you didn't, you didn't do any short films, did you? No, I studied animation for four years. Right. Ah, okay. Mm. Storytelling. So you were literally using yeah, your storyboards exactly. and your animatics. Animatics. And stuff like wow. That. Wow. And um, and that was one of the things when I did Two Tokyo. I thought, all right, I'm not doing animation anymore, so I shouldn't over storyboard this. I shouldn't over animatic it, so I can mm-hmm. let like the magic happen. And then in hindsight, that's ever after that first shoot, I storyboarded everything from then on because it's like for me now, like for my film now, I'm going to finish the script and then I'm setting up like all people from my old animation thing who just showed up to the last screening, yeah. so they'd work for free. So mm-hmm. we're going to like storyboard the whole film in like beautiful like proper nice. like, like color almost like a animatic, sort of yeah the whole yeah. film and get like and then and then music can start they can start making music everyone can start and then i can pitch it like that yeah mm. Wait, this is a really interesting thing because this actually this has come up a couple of times with yeah. um discussions that we've been having with um about how you how you get um a pilot commissioned mm-hmm. and you know what the likes of the, you know, the big guys, the Netflix, the Amazon, what they're expecting now yeah. when you putting together your pitch deck. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's come up is... A couple of times um, now, Yeah, is, times. is uh, the, the idea of graphic novels and how mm. actually... Um, more and more stuff, they're, they're looking to graphic novels and what's done well in that market before they then... But it's also Move the over to, you know, to visual medium. So you go, so, here's a script and here's basically the graphic novel. Right. Of so that, that was of the that. thing. I was always, that was my plan was if I ever have like 
droughts where I can't make film, I'll just write graphic novels yeah. mm. and then just keep the rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. Well, you own the IP, Which, and I think everyone talks about this IP being a massive thing, mm. but actually, if you come with a graphic novel-esque mm. and you come yeah, with your scripts... I think script it was The Matrix did that. The, the Matrix original did Matrix that, yes. did that. I think that may be even where I was like, oh, this thing I know how to do and all these comics I'm reading actually does translate. It totally Because I yeah, remember yeah, yeah, watching yeah. that thing where they actually got a comic book artist to draw most yeah. of the ma- mm. draw the whole film first yeah. to pitch it. Yeah, and, yeah, and that was sort of my thinking at the beginning of Two Tokyo was like, if I overplan this, I'm going to stifle it. Mm. Whereas now I realize the more you plan it, the more structure you have. So the more you know when you've got it, then you can start then experimenting. You can totally. Yeah. Because and then what, you can what I would do is start experimenting halfway through a thing or throw something out the window and then realize, oh, that scene goes here and now these two bits don't connect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's actually, the reversely, the more structure and planning you have, the more free you can be on set because you know exactly what you have to get and when you can be Well, they say it's the first time you actually make the film, isn't it, when you storyboard it? It's, it's like so that true. That is the entire film. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, was, I was interested um, uh, for Two Tokyo because it's such a visual film um you know, there's not a huge amount of dialogue i, I was sort of mm. wondering if you had storyboarded how much yeah, you did because drew a load it's a visual it. medium which makes sense but yeah yeah, so. yeah and i had like three story- other guys storyboarding as well one of i so in south africa one of my cousins is a storyboard artist so i i stayed with him for a bit and drew up all the south africa bit was all drawn um okay, so what, when you started filming you weren't storyboarding it exactly I'll, right. I started I to Tokyo and I wasn't storyboarding. I uh, thought I was being like a spontaneous filmmaker mm-hmm. and like the thing would come and then like, you know what I mean? And then I was like, oh my God, I'm like taking away one of my abilities mm. for some like perceived notion of what, because mm. I hadn't done it before, of what filmmaking is. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, even if that's not the way it's done, that's clearly the way yeah. I think. And that's the way I've learned as well. With animation, you storyboard everything sure. because if you're, you, to cut out a shot in animation is like a month's work mm-hmm. just gone down the drain of drawing that. So you would never start animating. Mm. And then I was like, so why would I start filming with all this money and all this <laughs> thing and all this thing without knowing exactly why I'm doing that shot? Well, they do say that to spend more time on the script to get that. Exact, why would you go out Couldn't there? Couldn't agree more. the cheapest part of making a film. Mm. Couldn't agree more. And that's something mm. I realized through to Tokyo mm. was like, Whatever feeling that was that, like, okay, I've got to start filming is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Once the f- script's working, the storyboard's working, then it's time. Everything before that is just crazy. Because what I was doing with Two Tokyo is shooting had started, and then I was on the hoof playing catch up with myself. Right. Because I was learning as I went. I was like, oh, that's not going to work. Da-da-da-da-da. And then you're writing, right. storyboarding on the go, and the whole thing's just like a. Because what was the what was the period of time that you shot Two Tokyo? I mean, it was a long time, right? Yeah. So 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 the way I worked it out is I figured. I'm not going to be able to make a, I'm not, I don't have money to make a whole feature film, but I could make four shorts, treat them as four shorts and then edit it together to be a feature film. So I split it up. So Japan was like the first bit Uh and then South Africa and then sets in London. Wow. And so I was like, all right, so I, I, for, for 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 Japan, that's just through like my family's company. They just that was my like that was just money that we spent out of our own pocket. I didn't pay any crew people. It was just like, do you want to go to Japan? Here's a Japan ticket. And some people were like, no, that's ridiculous. And some people were like, oh yeah. yes, please, I'd love yeah. to go to Japan. Sure, really <laughs> want to go to Japan. <laughs> Obviously, they regretted that loads when they were there. Like, oh, <laughs> we no <doing>? sleep. <laughs> but um, and then from that footage, I came back with that footage, and we cut it together into like a. 
like a sizzle trailer that's still probably on YouTube somewhere that people keep thinking is the actual trailer, but it's not. That's interesting. And to raise the money for the next bit and the next bit to prove that we could do it and how good it could look. Uh-huh. Wow. See, okay, to jump back to the storyboard, on, on the dare, I storyboarded the whole movie. It was kind of part of my contract with the studio to do that. When I got to filming, it kind of went out the window because I've never worked that way. I do storyboard, but I can't draw. It's a real problem. I have an issue with it, and I really try, but it's stick figures and round faces. I and do stuff. the same. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it gives you uh, or your DP uh, an impression or yeah, something yeah, exactly. of what you want. But Which way the nose is pointing? Exactly. Yeah. And you, <laughs> what size but even then, it's move? still the wrong way. I'm like, oh god, I've drawn <laughs> that wrong. <laughs> so when it came to the day, because I'd never really worked that way, I was fine to throw it out. But what you're saying is it's good to do all that so you're planned and prepped mm. so that by the time you get to set, you go, well, I know all that. I've storyboarded it. Mm-hmm. I want from there to there. But actually, now I'm in the room. Mm-hmm. I want it. This is going to work but better. It's, but it's, so the vibe of it is still there, though. Like, kind of, mm. I think, you know, so the script is your first template and then storyboard. It's another template. But, like, you know, yeah. all the foundations. But it does change with things. But And, and another thing is getting notes back on a storyboard is so much less painful than mm. getting notes back on your rushes. Yeah, that's true. Because I remember like watching the notes back on the rushes and people being like, oh, why didn't you do that? And I'm like, that's such a good idea. Why didn't I do that? Mm. And it's like, it's the kind of things that I should have, that, that, that now I present it with a storyboard and like a, the DP can come up with problems there. So now my storyboards are like, I, I, I have this like, this guy does like amazing like paintings. He was like the best drawer in our animation class and now yeah. he works in a cafe. So I'm like, you've got to, I've got to get him back on the team mm-hmm. because we, we yeah. can he can work out the lighting, yeah. the lighting for the shot and everything, so that my DP can be like, "That's not going to work," or "I need all these lights," or right. all that stuff. Because when you get there, you shoot that; that's done. And now it's like, especially the more you plan it out, the more time you have on set, and then you have that time at the end of the day to be like, "All right, let's forget about the storyboard now. Let's go off. Right. Let's go off script. Let's yeah. let's mm-hmm. be spontaneous. Let's catch cool shots. Let's do all this stuff, and then that, that's all just beautiful icing on a cake that mm. you're safe about. Mm. That, but then you know all your sort of your character arcs and your beats and like the things yeah. like this is important, and then we can kind of play around that as long as we get this yeah. sort of element of the film. It forces order, yeah. you to think about every single, single yeah, moment. Hundred percent. So 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 at least you've thought about it. At least you've been there. Mm. Yeah. And and you're not going okay. Yeah. And also my sh- and also <laughs> yeah. my shots got more creative when I started storyboarding because it was like ah. I so 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 there's this bit where she's in the bath and before I started storyboarding in my head it was just like this bath scene and thing and then I realized I wanted a POV looking mm. up through the water so then I drew that and I was like how would that actually work you draw it up for the water and then I was like okay how would I film this and then I spoke to the set person and we got like a fit, giant fish tank and we just mm. the cameraman just lay down and he just filmed up through the thing as the guy came over. Gorgeous. And all that could be prepped and done before. I I, I couldn't just come up with that shot spontaneously. No. So it's thing. like the more thing I can get more and more wild with my shots and move mm-hmm. much more back towards the way I did it with animation, mm-hmm. where it's like interesting and weird, like stills. Yeah. That's the thing, but filmmaking is so technical. You kind of have to be like uber technical to make it look kind of free and easy and like, hey, we're in the moment. And that's the like, trick that gets yeah. you because I, yeah, I hadn't yeah, done yeah. it before. It was like, oh, that looks so free and easy. They must have just picked up a camera and just started shooting Lost in Translation. Oh, so casual. Did Bill Murray even know he was on a movie? I think he just wandered on set. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, and then, you, and then I watched the behind, in fact, I watched the behind the scenes Great, a isn't lot it? before I went to Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, right. Holy Jesus. <laughs> they really prepped. They yeah. worked really hard on making that look effortless. I think the more you can prep any movie, the better it is. It, exactly. Mistakes don't happen then. It's, yeah. And they're the things that set you back when you're on set and you've got no money and the rain's 
coming yeah. down is that prep where someone yeah. goes, it's all right, here's this. It's mm-hmm. already in place. Whereas if it's not in place, you go, well, I want that shot there. And mm-hmm. someone goes, well, you can't because that building's in the background. Exactly. Or it then stifles you and you suddenly have to go, oh, shit, how am I going to get this shot? And you're thinking and you're, 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 you're on, the hoof. on the hoof. Yeah, which can which be amazing. Which can be great. Exactly. This I is another thing. On the hoof. It can be great and it can also be a panic choice. And it might not be the right choice. And it might not be the right it's choice. It's still or, a choice. And it's also like, a, it's sort of like a chess game as well. You're like, oh, this seemed like a really great move. But then it's like, oh my God, now that doesn't work. Yes. Or, or, or another thing I did in 2Tokyo, which I will not do again, is I had the main character change her costume loads because I wanted to show like Uh-oh. a change from being like, a sleepy head stuck in bed pajamas mm-hmm. slowly into like a warrior woman. Right. So I wanted to show that through the costume changes. But then when you're in the edit and you're like, oh my God, that scene has to go there yeah, and I have to show her getting changed mm-hmm. because otherwise the rest of the film doesn't make any sense. Whereas like if she had just stayed in the same costume, I would have had so much more freedom in the edit. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's another thing where I'm just like, it's a great idea. But what? practically, it's mm. a it's a it's a well, bit of a especially cage. with a movie like yours, which is a journey movie, mm. which is a travel mm. movie, if you mm. like. Mm. She's mm. going on this whole journey, so therefore, you could have dropped in, moved a scene totally around exactly. if you felt like. But if it's a question, and I did feel like, but you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't. And that's what's magical about the edit is you yeah. can do that. But yeah. like you say, if you do a costume change costume every day, change, you're like, yeah. well, I can't. Yeah, now. exactly. Because the audience would go, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't like a subtle costume change where it was like, oh, a jack appeared. Uh, if it was just like jacket a jacket reappearing and, and thing, I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm human. But it was like full frontal face paint. So it just would have looked mental if she was just like, <laughs> yeah. Face paint? No face paint. <laughs> yeah. paint no. <laughs> where did she rub that off and put it back on so amazingly It's no good. That face paint looks amazing, by the way. Very cool. Exactly. Exactly, but that's the thing as well, where it's like, it's a really cool idea. We, I, we designed it. I drew it like that. It was like, this is awesome. Yeah. And even that, see, even the red powder on her, that was like really carefully researched. That's like okra from like a, it's it, it's really rare in Africa. And there's this tribe that like when a girl becomes a woman, she has to go out on this quest to find the red okra oh, and wow. paint it on her face. And then when she comes, if she does that and comes back, then she's like a woman of the yeah, tribe. Yeah. Okay. So that's what that, where I got the idea for the face paint ones. Amazing. And I actually used that red stuff. Right. So all this stuff is really, really cool and, and interesting and like artistic. And then you get in the edit and you're just like, I want to just blow my brains out. <laughs> We all do that. <laughs> so we all get, <laughs> but we all get. And her eye started getting infected because you know all that black makeup. Yeah, yeah. Of it's like all these things that you don't think of, like being an issue, suddenly become an issue. It's like, oh my god, we're gonna have to stop for a bit because her eyes swollen shut. Oh, oh no! Yeah, it's the same with blood as well. Actually, blood, blood stains Stained. people's faces yeah. Yeah. and trying to get it off. Yeah. It's like, oh shit! I mean, that, that and also, happened, no it makes your she... skin go to shit as Does, well. That's what I mean. Actor skin is like, like, oh yeah. yeah, the skin starts to react. Mm, yeah, that so, I didn't really even think mm-hmm. about. But like, yeah, it's and as an actor, you're like, oh no! Yeah, and I'm doing loads of intense, extreme close-ups. Going, can you not? Can the actors getting disappointed and upset? And you don't know why but actually it's because the spots appearing i'll vfx it out yeah yeah yeah. sure sure on this budget (laughs) (laughs) winking at don't worry we'll make you look like will smith it's fine it's fine (laughs) in gemini man make two of you (laughs) (laughs) so where did this idea come from of this beautiful film where did you first come up with this idea well so the idea was is i knew i was going to go i i booked a ticket to japan to go make a film in japan what, just on the, the script was even like done i knew i was going to go out there and i was going to just get my friend to film it why how come why japan what's so basically i was like either going to go i was on the verge of like i just finished animation and i was on the verge of going to like film school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i went on like some course 
uh, what kind of like a, like a like a week long course, and it was like this producer guy, and he was just like, film schools a rip off. Just take all that money you were going to spend on film school and go make a film, 100%. because then at the end of it, you're a filmmaker. Yeah. Yep. Whereas at the end of film school, you have loads of shorts. Yeah, you're a yeah. student. So he just said that, and yeah. I was like, oh hell yeah! Plus, I suck in school. I'm bad in the classroom. I can't concentrate. I muck around. I can't spell. <laughs> I yeah. find it hard to you just doodle my attention just goes so yeah. it was like it It was sort of like oh my god yes and literally at the lunch break I texted my friend when you had a camera and <laughs> my mum and I was like I'm not going to film school I'm going to go make a movie in Japan and really so it was going to fucking be, love that just yeah. so rockstar yes and so it, and it, love it it's going to go to and Japan. it was going to be like and it was going to be like it was really going to be like just me acting in it because oh. I, did, I thought I'm not going to get, no one's going to agree to do this. It's going to be me <laughs> acting in it. And it's like, I was just going to be a creep that like, you're not sure what the motivations are. And he's like following this girl across Japan. Yeah, very creepy. Very creepy. And then mm. like at the end, it turns out he's just trying to like return her wallet or whatever. Cool. Long, Ooh, okay. long film then, for that. But like, <laughs> yeah. and, then I, and then I sat down to write the script and I was like, oh, that's 15 seconds there long. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a YouTube commercial. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For wallets. So then yeah, I, was yeah. like, I, I was like, oh, I've got to fill up how many pages? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put pauses. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to. There's an action scene, blank page. Yeah. Action scene, blank yeah, yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, like, and it was also like, it was also like, I don't want to act. I don't want my face well, to, to be in it. act and direct in your own movie is very yeah. different. And, and Especially if it's your first one. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, And yeah. I was genuinely, I was genuinely like, I do not want to look at my face for the next year of my life. Little mm. did I know I was going to be six years. But um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to yep, look at my that. face for the next year. So I was like, all right, well, I'll make like a mask. Maybe he wears like this weird, cool mask. And then slowly from uh-huh. that, the idea of a monster who is just trying to be nice to a girl who you think is actually a monster the yeah. whole time, and then it turning out that he's just not that. He just is a monster, so he can't help being monstrous, and everything he does is monstrous, but actually he's the good one, and that the normal, good-looking, g- nice guy is actually the real monster inside. They just yeah. have... they just, have, And that was sort of the birth of the idea. And then I was like, all right, well, I'd, if I am going to look at a face for ages, I'd rather look at a beautiful girl's face. It's a good monster, and then I was like, "Oh my god, that's like Beauty and the Beast." Mm -hmm. That's like thing, and it started to fit into all these different archetypes. Where I was like, "Okay, cool. This is this is the idea." Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, uh, so you thought, right? I'm going to go out to Japan and shoot a bit, and like you said earlier, you shot part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, was that always your intention to go out and shoot a section of it, come back, see what you've got, and try and raise some more money? When I realized how big the film was going to have to be to tell the whole story, yes. When I was, it was just going to be me and my mate with a camera. Yeah. I thought I could get the whole thing done in like a day, like a, a month <laughs> and have a summer holiday right. while I'm at it. I see. And out, all actually, out in Japan. All out in Japan yeah. and get the whole thing done. And then when I wrote the script, I was like, okay, no, that's not. No. You're going to have to, I'm, I'm, this is, you're going to treat this seriously. And how did you write the script? How did you go about writing it? Because if you've not written a feature film before, mm. it's very, very mm. difficult to even start one. Mm. Like the beginning, internal mm. house day. Mm internal yeah not int internal <laughs> i did didn't you know it? how to do it i'd written like short scripts for like animations and stuff like that and i'd mm. started sort of writing like film scripts but like now i didn't know how to write it now now i've learned so much from that process so if anyone's listening just write a script that's mm-hmm. that's how you do it yeah. and just make all the mistakes i made every single 100%. mistake because that's that's the best possible way to do it yeah it's just yeah. like that 
and all the all the pain of like all all of that stuff of like oh my god how do i do this bit how do i do that bit that's all part of it yeah so absolutely. now i'm so glad i did it and i did it like that from scratch because now i've developed my, like, my own like writing system and structure that i can go through but i i, I learned that for myself so i'd say but how did i actually start i just sat down at like a word document and just started writing cool and then halfway through that i think i did like a maybe i did, took like a writing course or something and mm. there's a book called um the writer's journey did you read that sure yeah and then he and then he talks about like um um that like the uh, the structure and archetypes and then i started reading yeah. those like uh uh is it the three-act structure and and is it freud no Who's that? It's not Young. a famous Young. writer. Young, Young, Young. 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 Yeah. For the archetypes. Yes. Right. That's great. Seven, yeah. Then because they mentioned it yeah. in the book, and I was like, oh, what's that? And then I looked at that and I was like, ah, uh-huh. and then it, the, mm. like the things like that. And so then I started to like collect all that stuff in and like bits from like books that I thought, oh, that's a cool technique, or I tried that, that doesn't really work, or like, you know, I read there was one book that uh I think it's called like Hang the Cat Save the Cat Save or something. Cat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I was doing it and I didn't really like it at all. <laughs> so I just sort of threw that whole Good thing man. out mm. because it was like there, because it is loads of writing books out there. So many that so don't many. Uh, I'm not I don't want to be liableist, but I don't really no. think they're leading people down the right path. Right. But I wouldn't I there's no way to know which one's which until you try those techniques yeah, out. I, it. I think it's your own journey when writing a script. You have to find your own way exactly. yeah. through it to get you to the other end. If yeah. you try to stick to too many writing books, exactly. you're gonna oh end up. Oh my god, you're gonna drive yourself oh, crazy. It's always that person's point of view writing it. Totally. So like, which yeah. which, which is why I started to go more towards like young and stuff. Sorry, mm-hmm. I keep creaking on the chair. <laughs> Should we swap your chair actually because it, my it, chair bro, I, I can it could just be my bones oh my god wait there so, we go yeah that's better oh my gosh yeah, our oh, listeners are go. so happy right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> put some wd-40 on my joints yeah <laughs> is that what you call uh, it <laughs> what are we talking so about the, yeah yeah those young uh, things that like i started to look at those things that have been around for ages so i started to look at like this the structures that are like oh wait Jesus's story follows that structure, and so does Neo. Um, yeah. And I started yeah. going towards those ones where I was like, okay, yeah. they're, they're much more vague, and they give you much less specific advice, mm-hmm. but they're so much more like helpful well, because they're like, oh, this is this, this is, is something ancient. This is this is how you used to tell today. stories around the fire, yeah. Yeah. and then the job stops being like a sort of like modern media job and you're like, okay, I'm that person in the tribe. I'm the storyteller. I'm the uh-huh. shaman. Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm I'm that. And then it, and then that just opened up everything for me because then mm. I was like, okay, so I don't actually have to come up with the ideas. If I'm just going, if if these shamans have always done it, then you just like you just have to be a blank canvas and let it come through. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, then yeah, I I think everyone's a storyteller because we've brought up with it uh, as kids. We see cartoons, we see stories throughout our whole lives, and it's only our inner voice that stops us telling stories when we get and older. And it's also like we tell stories about ourselves as well, we and do. it's like our memories we we aren't really. Often I hear they're not even like a real memory. Oh, yeah. We no. put them in place and we build a story of ourselves. To make naturally. it sound better. And that's middle and when end. it works in the script mm. as well because people can feel that and recognize that as a as a rhythm and a pattern in their own lives. And then mm. the weirdest thing was when like I started to look at all this stuff. I started to actually see, oh, my life kind of works in like that structure. Mm. It's kind of like this. And it's like, okay, I'm going to get a down in a second because this is the point <laughs> in the script where yeah. it's like... 
You know what I mean? Yeah, you can start to see to it happen. It. You're like, oh, wow, it's just a, it's, it's, it's all just one big story. Peaks and troughs. <laughs> and I think that's what makes a great writer or, or someone who understands story, mm. structure and arc, is just following your own sort of mm. path with it. Yeah. It's not by page 30 you have to have hit this oh. beat, no. play this beat. It's like... Oh, something needs to happen. happen. Oh, is it going to... Oh, mm. no, almost. And then the resolution. So right. we, we mean, do expect those things because it, because it is life, kind of those mm. ups and downs and those kind of... Oh, the, the, an obstacle so we can make a choice and it'll advance the story because that happens in real life yeah but like doing it on page 42 right because of mm. it's just silly but i think it's because people who wrote those books kind of look at stories and films and go well what what made it work mm. okay and so that the m- analysis of them it's right. the analysis, yeah, yeah yeah and like well that's they happen to work because that's that's good storytelling like kind of you know old filmmakers writing lawrence of arabian things didn't go okay on this page i need to do this you know? oh, right. but you'll still find that same pattern yeah, in lawrence yeah. of arabia that you'll find in the matrix yeah, yeah, yeah. but to kind of like put that template on you from the beginning i mean you can mm. go, okay yeah. so by this got this page i should have done this yeah exactly yeah. and yeah. it's it's almost like yeah exactly and but then it's that again it's that balancing act where it's like you don't want to be following someone else's arbitrary pattern that they've just put together in page 40 and all that stuff but at the same time you also don't want to uh, aimlessly be so disrespectful of... for the audience's time right. that it's like I'm just gonna like <laughs> meander I'm just gonna whisper forever. in your ear about for about three hours and then, <laughs> yeah. and then you're gonna pay for my tickets <laughs> and get out yeah. well, exactly but we've you know we've been telling stories for 150,000 years and yeah. like I said so yeah. there is we, we know how stories work so mm-hmm. course, yeah we kind you of know feel when... them yeah, yeah exactly and you also know when someone's just doing it by the it's, it's like a yeah, yeah. it's just about being honest with yourself or like oh I'm not it, it, it's that thing as well as like sometimes it's like oh i know this should be happening here but i'm not going to do it for my one is that decision because you are being creative and spontaneous or is it because you just don't want to rework your script yeah it's also being really honest with yourself when it's one of those things is it genuinely like a genius moment of inspiration where you're 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 doing something off the beaten path Uh or is it that you've just realized you've written a problem into your script and you can't be bothered to change it yeah so you just gonna be really brutally honest with yourself all the time actually working and is it actually working and is it actually good and to be that brutal when you're on your script you don't really want to be Mm-hmm. But, but it's you- so much less painful than when you're in the edit right. to be brutal because you're going to have to be brutal with yourself one day. And when it's, <laughs> when it's in the edit, it's almost when too it, late. It's too late, right? or when it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or test audiences. Oh, don't. An old lady oh, walk God. out. Oh, don't. And I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. But this is she wasn't your audience, and that that's might- what I've realised. <laughs> I think that was that was the violence, wasn't it? The, that was the violence right, at the end. Right at the mm. end. And that's yeah, also yeah. where I Which- learned, like, oh, know your audience as well. Why was I testing it to a teenage boy and an old lady? Was it just two people? No, but I'm saying oh, like... Yeah. <laughs> weird. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> they thought they were I mean, going to see the Avengers. I mean, why were you doing that? I mean, there was a huge why there. That was yeah. amazing. Well, but it could, no, but there, was, no, no, there were other people in the cinema. <laughs> the screening was filled up. But I'm Wait. saying like, looking back on it now, I had a uh-huh. teenage boy who was like, there wasn't enough violence. And I had an old lady who walked out. Because it because the violence was too yeah. much. Yeah. Whereas, like, well, so then know when you're at the script stage, know who it is you're writing for. Totally. Even if yep. that person is just you, know yeah. that is is, is and, just. And yes. also, an answer isn't always for everyone. That's yeah. not, like, no, that's no, not no, an answer. No. And that's, that's a cop out. Really not an answer. And that's <laughs> kind of what I was not doing in the first drift of the script. You'll see, like, there's like comment funny scenes in the movie and then they were like i tried to put in like romantic scenes and i tried to like ah. put in like a whole smorgasbord of scenes and then all they did is like make the uh, the scene next to it look weird, weird. yes yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah what i really like about the last 10 minutes is we've not only mixed in jesus and neo but the word smorgasbord i'm over Who the moon said right smorgasbord now. you just you. did I? You. yeah, yeah. 
literally you a second ago. Like and what yeah. is that? Like a wooden thing with like cheese and ham? <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It's, it's, like, a, Swedish, it's, a, it's a Swedish lots of, lots of things. Of, you have a bit of fish. It was the perfect, How did I use that in context? Oh my god, it was perfect. It was the perfect, perfect analogy. Edit out this bit at the end and just leaving the smorgasbord. Don't put it in the bit where it reveals The title of this podcast is going to be How to use smorgasbord in a sentence on the podcast. And that could be the name of your book, A Smorgasbord of Fizz and Oh my god. Yeah. Full oh. circle back to Why that. Why didn't we? We've sent no, it there's still time. Oh, yeah. sent it well, they, they, they like it. Yeah. They like it. But we can throw it. that in there. We will. A colon of smorgasbord. Yeah. There you go. Colon of filmmaking. I like it. A smorgasbord of filmmaking. I'd read that book. Full to the brim with fizz, ginger, and fizz determination. Colon. A smorgasbord of independent filmmaking. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm in. That's a title. That's great. We could send it over. Your your title of your book has genuinely more lines than my entire film. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely does, right? I think so. That is amazing. (laughs) Let's speak about your cast then, because you had an amazing cast. Not only your sister is in it, who is fantastic in it. Who plays the sister. Who plays the sister. Original. Was that tough casting? I mean, it is. It's hard to work with your family, right? Yes. Actually, it was harder to work with her acting-wise than anyone else. And it's not because we don't get on or we can't think. It's just because it's like you're not treating the person as like, the professional who you've known for a month and you've mm. hired and you've auditioned. Yes. It's your sister who's known you since you were one. Yes. So it's a completely different beast. Beast. And like, you know, a note is very different coming from your older brother than it is from a director. Right. So it was Even like... Even though you are a director, but... Yeah. But, and so I... I get so it. with her, she's, I, she's in my next film as like this crazy mother in it. Excellent. But now I sort of know how to direct her but that was a whole different learning curve to learning how to direct like Flo who's the main girl mm. in it I see but also she was um, producing as well your, who? your sister wasn't she she was no she, she AD'd a couple of times because right. I, I, I was like in a way to save money I was like any job I don't think you need I just won't bring so I didn't have an AD in Japan and then uh-huh. I quickly wow. realised that's a Fucking yeah. need one. Uh, you need one. Yeah, they, 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 need so, one anywhere. And so then, so she she just sort of started doing that, and then in South Africa, she started doing that. She was like right. the AD and all that. Um, but no, she she uh, I think her she acts. Her first love's acting, but then, yeah. now she writes and directs as well. She's done like a she's doing like a comedy series for a comedy Funny or Die. Wow, yeah, great. Yeah. So, cool. um, well, how do you? Feel because obviously you two are a married couple, but you've obviously got mm. to direct your wife sometimes, and you've then got to produce oh, yeah. each other. And mm. how has that ever been? It's never been an issue. I think I've asked you this before, but I think it's really. Does it I stay just on don't, set? I just don't listen to him. Uh, yeah, totally. That's terrible. Totally makes sense. <laughs> I just, I she just does don't. her own thing. Yep. Yeah. But well, yeah. no, but, but, and demand but, yeah. as many close ups as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before before the whole makeup and blood yeah. goes on. Yeah, so I don't like close ups. And 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 also a reflector. I will. I do demand times, yeah. a reflector. And it's different because you've written it, and we know we. Because I mean, obviously, I direct, but like we've created the beast to go yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you yeah. know, I don't yeah. really need to do very much. I can like sort of tweak moments. But we we've got you know spent two years probably by the time we get yeah, to that's, there. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you've already talked we about already it know so about much. So yeah, yeah. as we're writing it, and we when we write it, we almost act it out anyway. So mm. I go, you can just do it like that on the day, and then mm. you say yeah. you've done all the yes. work already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's not it's not a problem. 
But then you do you do still direct me on set. Of course, yeah. 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 Do it better, yeah. mainly. Isn't yeah, it? mainly. Yeah, faster. Mainly. <laughs> and that's really good about uh, for screenwriters out there or filmmakers who need to write scripts. You can download other people's scripts. Any script now, apart from the Dare or the Isle at the Isle. moment. Or um, Avengers. Or Avengers or to Tokyo, because yeah. there's only two lines in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a very quick download. You don't it's a tweet. <laughs> tweet. It's a tweet. It's a tweet. It's a screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> it's shorter than their book title. So, um, yeah, you can do that. So go look at the best scripts that are out there and yeah. don't, don't follow and that's the structure, so helpful but you can learn. Yeah, and, so and and also reading the script and then watching the film straight afterwards is so useful to see what changed and why mm. it changed. And also you'll yeah. find some scripts that you can find where you can see the scenes that they've cut out. Yeah. And, there's, and they're like, yeah. got lines through them. Yeah. Yeah, and there's something really, really... It, it it both gives you like a big respect for the screenwriter because you see how much work they put into it mm-hmm. and also lets you know that they're human yes. and make mistakes and it's literally just a big, big puzzle that yeah. is hard to do, but doable and human. Totally. And it's like, oh, wow, they took that scene's not great on paper, but it looks amazing on the thing. Yeah. Or like, oh, that didn't translate. Mm-hmm. That would work true. better in the script. Stuff like that. Yeah. Really I think I found yeah. that certain things that I think will be great Mm. On on paper, they go, oh great, I can't wait mm. to shoot this. Mm. And get to the edit, and you shot it on. You sort of go, oh Jesus, yeah. this feels really eggy and yeah. weird. And, and that's odd. I found that as well. Too much. Mm. And that's another reason why storyboarding and animatic is so useful because it's just that little bit closer to being visualized. Because one right. of the one of the mistakes I made on this my my, my on the first script of Two Tokyo, which we because I rewrote I rewrote the whole thing after Japan when I realized I had written what the character was thinking. Right in uh-huh. in the you thing. can't shoot that. It's really hard. No. To and then shoot. I was like, oh, you can't shoot. No. On the day, you get the yeah. scene back, and you're like, yeah, but what? What, what am I shooting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's great for the actor because then they well, should, they yeah. know, but it's not. But it's really not even that. As long as they can visually communicate. Yeah, yeah. It's a catch twenty two with that one because like sometimes if you'll get a script as an actor and you're like, shit, okay, they're telling me what to think. That actually it can be quite quite difficult and really stifling because you know it's sort of confusing well yeah and you're kind of you're like okay no, the, those are the choices that mm. i'm making from the lines that are mm. there and the situation mm. that i'm in so i'm actually not quite feeling that mm. and so it can kind of really put you off kilter and already yeah. you're having to think like an academic almost and not like yeah. someone who's just performing rather than a- acting on instinct which, I get, exactly. which is another thing i realized you have yeah. to interpret like, the filling lines. an actor's yeah. head with, right. with information because then otherwise that great. No, because then otherwise you're just kind of reporting a feeling. Yeah, exactly. Rather than exactly. actually feeling. Exactly. And it mm. all becomes a bit confused and muddled. So then mm. like after that, like and so 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 one of the things, and I would recommend this as well when you when you write your first script, making mistakes and writing them down as you go. I yeah. agree. That's one of the reasons yeah. why I do this podcast is actually because um, it was like I wanted to learn from the mistakes 100%. of making the dare and talk about them in a sort of sensible way as as, yeah. as filmmakers and go, what can I learn from this? And what can yeah. I learn from other people's mistakes? Yeah. Same, you know, same as writing the book, you've learned. Yeah. And then they stop being mistakes and start being your learning process. Yes. But if you just leave them as they are or you just panic and freak out mm-hmm. about it and be like, all right, I, I, I can't do that bit. Yeah then it just stays as a mistake. You have to learn yeah. from your failures. You yeah. have to. Yeah. And so much of filmmaking is way more like a long distance run mm. in that it's just like, it's not that pretty, but you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And now if you stop in the middle, you're just stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> a, it's just, and then when it ends, it ends. It's that's it. You just, and that was kind of the thing I always had was like the moment I bought that ticket, I knew I was going to have a film. I didn't. There you go. Yeah. I, I knew I wasn't going to quit. 
Mm-hmm. So then everything, it stopped, every, nothing becomes a, a huge disaster. Everything is just like, oh yeah. my God, this is going to be funny when I'm on a podcast talking about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have a story somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not going to stop me. No, no, It's just exactly. going to be that thing. And if it's an embarrassing thing, then that's really going to burn into your yeah. psyche. I'm not going to do that again. Totally. My, yeah. my mantra on King Arthur when it was raining every day was just keep swimming. Exactly. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. You'll be fine. Exactly. Just keep swimming. Like, literally yeah. swimming it's most of the day. Yeah. So then, Stay right. Present. Stay know present. No, there's a plan. No, there's a goal. And just yeah. keep swimming. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. you came back from Japan with uh, a semi short film at the time, mm. looked at it and went, right, I'm going to rewrite this and redo it. How? So I, could, I couldn't really rewrite too much in that the, the, the scenes in Japan, it's sort of intercut with scenes from other bits. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there are some scenes you couldn't really, it, they, they, they were like puzzle pieces to be slotted in. So when I say I rewrote, I re, so for example, all the places I'd put in what the character was thinking, I just took them all out yeah. and then went back to those scenes and did that. All the places where I was like, oh, actually, uh, this film works really nicely when you do like a long slow motion steady cam shot. So I was like, okay, that works better there. Mm-hmm. Oh, flow uh has trouble in this situation but then she looks like a movie star in this situation so i'm gonna like tilt the scenes more towards her strengths Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and so it was more like when i say rewriting the story was pretty much exactly the same but the 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 actual script itself developed based on those things i see Mm. how did you then get the money because you mentioned there about you, you shot that with mm. some money that you'd mm. put in. Mm. Uh, how then did you raise the money for the other bits to get yeah. your finished film? So so uh, we tried Kickstarter, we tried all that stuff, and that w- was okay. But the main thing is, is you, you have to find investors, and to find investors, you have to like know people who know people with money, money. who want to do like a ta- get a tax break. Sure. And so there are things called like angel investors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's about like making sure you're product is pitchable and sellable yeah if you know what i mean yeah, yeah. how you, did you find you, them you, in the first place though how did you manage to find these investors and angel investors how did you know about it is so it- so so um i was a uh, it's it, you know there's those club places club so, places you know, like, like 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 no no this place we're in now oh yeah, yeah. so i was Next in one of those yeah. where that one of the things that they offered was setting you up with meetings with those kind of people yeah and Graceful. so loads of people obviously don't want to do it but then some people especially when you're like low budget mm. yeah and you pitch it in a way that like oh you you know you can get a tax break from this you're like you can contribute to art and mm-hmm. to make people feel like they're like, well they are part of that yeah yeah but you have to package it in that way yes and you had something to show as well and I, exactly and yeah, i didn't feel yeah. i didn't feel like a fraud going in there trying to con people out their money because no. i was like look you had something tangible yeah mm. Look how good this can look. Yeah. So was this some kind of what, like specific day where? No, no, no. This was like a bunch of meetings that were just like I, I, they, I was just put in contact with people, and I would just go and basically pitch just it. Pitch it. Great. And mm-hmm. people didn't like it, and people, some people did. Yeah. And they put a little bit of money in, and also I did it in a way that like uh, people would get like percentages. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of the thing. And I did it in a way of like, it doesn't have to be one massive investment. It can be people just with throwaway money. Yeah. But all that throwaway money adds up mm-hmm. to something you can use. And then on top of that, most, almost all the crew didn't get paid the whole time. Right. Right. The, the, the camera guy who rented me all the camera equipment, he's like a friend of my brother's because my brother works in a camera crew. The guy who shot it, he's like a focus puller. It's like everyone was like, so my overheads were, were, crazy cheap yeah and then like and then like 
are shooting in Japan, so then sets and lighting is no longer a thing. I, we, we, the only lighting we used was in, when we were inside a hotel room. The mm-hmm. rest of the time, it's just Natural to- Tokyo's just lit. And that Tokyo. was one of the reasons I wanted to shoot there, because I was like, I can make this look like it's a million bucks, mm. but I'm not going to have to... I didn't light it, I didn't do anything like that. Yeah. That's just the way Tokyo looks. Because you, you... Did you work the camera as well? Were you on the camera no. a lot? Because it looks amazing. It looks beautiful. No, I, I drew everything out, and I'm very specific about exactly what, what shots shot I want. want. Did yeah. you know what it already looked like in terms of, had you been to Japan enough yes. times? Yes. Right. So so first time I went, I was much younger, and it was because my dad was doing music for a Japanese film. Right. Uh-huh. And I've been into anime and manga since I was, since Pokemon. That, that raised that me. Pokemon, you Dragon very Ball. young in our eyes. <laughs> Pokemon, Dragon Ball, and Cowboy Bebop is basically my entire personality. Right. So I was I already really into it. I don't know who they are, but I'm going yeah. with this. I think they're three different things. Yeah, they oh, are three different Cowboy things, Bebop and none of them are the people. Uh, yeah. And Cowboy Bebop's being made into a Netflix thing now. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Right. Uh, yeah, so I already loved Japan, and then my dad was doing music. And they, when we went out there, they just treated us like royalty. And so in my nice. like teenage brain, I was like, this is how everyone gets treated in Japan. <laughs> this is the best place on earth. Mm-hmm. Like me and my sister asked for separate rooms, and they gave us a suite each. Wow. With like a two, I had two king size beds in my room. And I just di- basically didn't you? leave my hotel. I was a teenager or something. Uh, and you just asked. And I had, my own, I had my own translator lady, and I was like, wow. Wow. And then, and then and I. Do you think this is because your dad's super famous, though, right? I mean, not. Well, like, this, just, this just doesn't yeah, but, happen uh, yeah. if you just turn up in Japan. Yeah, but you, you, yeah, I've been to Japan. Yeah, but you're like, thinking like. That didn't happen. You're, you guys are thinking like if you went there, but you have to take into the fact, you know, the dumbness, the ego. That all built into I've my interpretation that. of the thing, and I was like, huh, "Oh, I see. finally!" <laughs> <laughs> about you know who I am. Bloody time! Yeah. <laughs> and then I went back again with my friend in a hostel, and it was a completely different vibe. And Got it's like, oh, oh, people aren't very nice to oh, me no. anymore. <laughs> what happened? My Japan lost... story. I love it. I went to the World Cup in 2002. I went to the semi-final and the final. Fucking brilliant! And saw uh, Ronaldo, the fat one, um, score the winner in the World Cup. <laughs> And he, um, yeah. So who's, who's fat Ronaldo? He's yeah. not skinny Ronaldo, who's the famous yeah. Ronaldo oh, now. Oh, he's the other one. So before yeah, you yeah. say he's the Brazilian one. Yeah. They call him fat Ronaldo, which is really mean. Oh. But that's how we know him now. There's two of them. Yeah, there's two of them. <laughs> there's the original Ronaldo. Who knew? How fat is he? He, well, now he doesn't play anymore, so he's put on a, a bit. bit of a he does a little oh. timber on him. A but he's probably still better than me and you. Do you know what I mean? It's... I would hope so. I, <laughs> I barely have legs. Yeah, both <laughs> of you guys are I, I see really a skinny. <laughs> but I'm in, I'm in Japan, and we couldn't find where we needed to go, so we just asked someone. They very rarely speak English over there, so this this lovely Japanese man jumped over his stall, left his stall, and went, "Follow me, follow me," like this. Took us for about five minutes. And we went, went to some karaoke bar or whatever and said, here it is. This yeah. is a karaoke bar. Yeah. And then Aww. went all the way back to his store. He left his store yeah. and he's like, I was like, what an amazing country yeah. that people yeah. would do that. Yeah. So really, nice I like really that. I really want to go. Yeah. So awesome like that. And it's like when you're filming with like expensive camera equipment, like in London, it's like when we were, when, whenever I filmed on the street for like shorts and stuff like that, yeah. someone comes in front of the thing. You have to have someone watching the equipment the whole mm-hmm. time. You'll do a take and someone runs in front of us a middle finger across the thing. Yeah. They're shouting. Permits, you know what I mean? It's just it's well, a nightmare. Permits, uh, the permit side in Tokyo is brutal. Oh, is it worse? It's so but 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 the people are so amazing. Like they'll just wait for you to finish your take. They're on their way to work and they'll just stop and wait for you mm-hmm. to finish your take. Mm. We could leave the camera crew. We never lost. I'm not camera crew. Camera equipment. <laughs> We'd leave the camera crew. Leave the no camera crew, and they, and they managed not to get lost, which is good of them. 
No, it's similar to Sweden, no, actually. Nothing the gets same. stolen. Yeah, which yeah. is really interesting, isn't it? It's you, fantastic. People just respect that, whereas mm. in London, people yeah, are like, yeah. oh, fuck off, you're free. Everyone's in it. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's in it for themselves. Yeah, that was Tom Hardy so, again. Just yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you didn't use permits then from what... So, 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 so... Scandalous. So, I found out after my tickets were already booked that it was incredibly hard to shoot in Tokyo, especially. Ah, from like people who were like had done commercials there and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. then I found out like sp- for some of the places to get permits, you have to go to the police station and sign a thing, but you can't sign with a name. You have to do one of those prints, which is like a family crest. So it literally means if you're not Japanese, oh, you're really going to struggle to get a a permit. Wow, wow. So I I met a girl who was my location scout and production manager here. Mm-hmm. And she just got her family who lived there to uh, to to go to the police station for like us. A fixer. But it's like they want to know where the camera is going to be, where you're going to stand, from what time to what time. Mm-hmm. All this stuff. It's so like rigid, mm, control yeah. rigid. So on the first night, I got uh, arrested, and we had a permit. It's oh. that shot at the end. You know when you're coming down the alleyway, uh, mm-hmm. and um, it was like all the shots in Tokyo are at nighttime, and I think it was outside a brothel. So there was like this big red epic and I think we were scaring away his customers. And so he was shouting at us in Japan, but only the poor Japanese girl could understand what he was saying. So she was just getting an earful of it while we were just like, film, 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 film. And then the police showed up and they wanted like our IDs and stuff. And for some reason, no one had brought IDs except for the main actress. And then they looked at our ID. Well done, Flo. Very smart. Mm-hmm. However, not so smart because it turns out Tokyo has a curfew if you're under 18. You can't be out <gasps> past like 11.30 or something. What? Yeah. And so then it was suddenly... I mean, like, and, she was, yeah. and she was 16 <laughs> at the time. And all our shoots were at night. So suddenly oh, it was geez. like she has to get all her stuff done in Tokyo in from when it go, from sundown to, to 11.30. And one of the things the police did was like they just so much paperwork and talking that it was like the sun was coming up as I was on the way to the police station. Wow. Because it just been all, they were so nice and polite, but it went on for hours and hours. So it's Mm. like, we literally can't do this again. So from that, we, I just changed, we just changed the whole plan. Yeah. And we were just like, okay, I'm going to scout in the day, find the place, go with the camera crew. We know exactly what we're going to shoot, sound people, come back, then put a skeleton crew together, which is why I called my company skeleton crew. Nice. And then you put the minimum number of people, go in, film it, and then leave and put her in a taxi by 11 o'clock. And then any film we had to do with my sister or the other actors or cutaways, or then, then we would do that for the rest of the night. Wow. Mm. Which changes your plans. And that's the thing about thinking on the hoof. Because yeah. if you don't you have to sometimes storyboard it to I'm doing this, yeah. you're like, well, I can't now. Yeah. But you, but, but, but yeah, because, but the point is, is you're all, you can plan it all you want and storyboard all you want. You're always going to have to do something create an act of god always happens yep and yep. and and sometimes that act of god is having a black cat walk through your shot and it looks super dope and you're just like wow yeah. thank you universe and someone milking it yeah. and someone go. milking it and sometimes it's a torrential downpour and it just ruins the which whole thing which is what i got no on one milked King a cat Arthur. in my film by the way did they not okay. that was just, a joke just <laughs> from earlier from before that was a joke i think people well, might remember well pointed out. Yeah, 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 yeah there were no animals harmed in the process of two tokyo excellent this is great the film is out now right people can yeah. get it and watch this they can see in the cinemas yes cinemas yeah. that's what i mean we there are there are still still more um, screenings yep, coming yep, up yep. Yeah, but so we've we got have one in Peckham Peckham Plex when? 30th 30th of, of Wednesday the 30th of October so yeah, almost next, Halloween yeah 
next yeah. week. So, okay, so technically this goes out on Tuesday, so oh, it'll be tomorrow. So tomorrow. Oh, shit. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Go, Casper, run. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Wednesday. Tomorrow, yeah. Wednesday, 30th. Link Peck in the show notes. Go see that. Peck and Plex. Uh, and then uh, Picture House Crouch End on the 6th of November, which is a Wednesday. And mm-hmm. that is where your dad... Mr. Yeah, my dad will be doing the Q&A at that one. Nice, because he composed the music for He this composed the music well, for it. beautiful. It's yeah. Yeah. absolutely it's, You stunning. can ask, like... Uh, he he that that's genuinely going to be interesting if you're interested in composing thing because like I've he basically taught me how to talk to composers. Oh right. So he's like these are all the things I hate when directors do. These are the things that mm. help me. These are the things that get in the way. This is when I should start uh-huh. and all that stuff. So mm. that was like so he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes oh, to like man. composing. So it'd be great to so come Los along Angeles. and ask questions oh, about that. Yeah, he's like literally one of my favorite composers and we're really, not yeah. in the country. No, it was so <laughs> genuinely useful and he's like look you can get so much more out but like I he actually he's he did three completely whole new scores for Two Tokyo. I had him rescore the whole film. Three like, Dad, times. this Whoa. is shit. So <laughs> <laughs> know what you're no, fucking no, no way. No, oh, I didn't say it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not what I wanted. Three. Dad. So yeah. what, were, what, what, were, what happened to the other yeah. two? <clears throat> it just wasn't. It just so 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 so. The, the two Tokyo's are very like stripped back, low dialogue film. So a couple of the things is is what, one he would make like some amazing score, right? For a thing, and then it would just be like you put it on the film, and it just made the film look unbalanced. It made like the visuals look like too small, too small, and the music too big. So they ended up making like the music sound over the top, and the images sound like thing. Mm. So it was like about stripping it back, and then Mm. finding lots of like Japanese and anime soundtrack examples. Yeah, and we went loads of that, and then like we built up this whole thing where like me, him, and like um, the engineer Neil, we. put together like a uh, like a color palette of all the kind of sounds we wanted to use Love and we sampled that. like japanese voices and like mm. instruments and stuff and then he could like make a tune out of those things that we created wow. that's really cool and yeah. also he could just keep working on it because he wasn't getting paid he was just doing it mm. he could just keep working on them that's why i could do it obviously if you hired him you'd have an allotted amount of time but i i had <laughs> there's no money left <laughs> i had the and also his he he his money was invested in it as well so, so therefore he, he wanted so it, he wanted so, it yeah. to be good and yeah. yeah and he likes me i think so well, kind of hope <laughs> but um so so that's why he was able to like just keep doing it until yeah. and then the other thing was like storytelling with the music because that was mm. another thing as well as i knew from beforehand that like he always said like i can make he would show me these things like I can make an actor who's doing a performance think like it's they're really sad totally or think emotional. like they're about to kill someone. And he would show me like, he would put like, this is when I was a kid, he'd put like different scores on it and would change the complete scene completely. Yeah. So I knew I could just get Flo's face, put her in this crazy environment and then do a thing. And so there were times where he would think the scene was about something else and so he wrote like, like when she's climbing I up the mountain see. he thought the first but time he was... wrote the score for it that it was like another like sad heartbreaking scene. And then I was like, no, 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 this is a hero scene. Right. So then the music, then he would rewrite the whole score and it, we would see. make it much more heroic, like a like amazing. a march building up to a thing with like twinkles. And... Uh, amazing. So yeah, all that kind of stuff. I think my piano skills do actually come in to count. Now you've mentioned that when we yeah. did the, the score for the dare. I, I, I did actually know what I was talking about. Exactly. Only because I managed to, you know, I can, like say, play the piano all enough these things. to yeah. sort of understand. Yeah. 
What I was wondering—it's it's like Kubrick being a photographer before he started shooting. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, film is, is a, a whole amalgamation, a smorgasbord, shall we say, oh, of nice. so many different of, of, of all the arts, like all of them. So, kind of having mm-hmm. an understanding of, yeah. of music and light and photography—it's it's so helpful, I think. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, good at it, and it really mm-hmm. like adds to like your individuality as a filmmaker as well. Is like where you're coming from for yes. a film like 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 if you're michael bay you're coming at the story in a very different way that like well, paul gun. thomas anderson is coming at it mm-hmm. yeah. do you see what i mean but they yeah, come yeah. from different worlds so he's coming from like that visual effects action thing so that's how he sees it but it kind of like is what gives you your flavor it's mm-hmm. sort of like what you're into and what you know about mm. yeah we know the difference between a michael bay film and a, a pt anderson film you know in a shot instantly. in yeah. a shot you yeah. go okay that's that yeah that's yeah that. yeah so where else can people see the film there's two uh screenings then- next week and then it's a small break and then it's going to be up in Oban uh, in Scotland, Scotland on the 11th and 12th, 12th of January January maybe if, you're, if you're up that, there so right. keep, keep we, yeah. we had a showing at Every Man Muzzle Hill and that was sold out wow. so nice. book your tickets soon it was Absolutely. really cool I had like people being like can you get me tickets? And I was like, no, 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 no. You can but sit with the lighting guy. Yeah, they yeah. can come to Picture House Crouch and yeah. or, yeah. or yeah, Peckham yeah. Flex. How yeah. did you get it there? How did you get it to be? Tori and Matthew. Right. <laughs> so how Ask did them. you see it? How did you see the movie to go, let's work our magic and put well, this Gareth, Gareth Jones. Gareth Jones. Gareth Jones. So, because yeah. you, you came to see, you came to see, no, no. So, I took it on the big film festival circuit. So, I've taken it around like, Loads of tons of festivals in America. See the see the laurels on the poster. Mm. Yeah. Tons of, a lot of I took it to so many festivals. And um, you know, some of them are so amazing and like I, I, I had one where like in the same thing I had a, a young girl cry and hug me and be like, That meant a lot. Me and my sister went through something just like that. Wow. And I've also uh, had it like and in the same uh 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 festival the next time I had this w- woman come in halfway through and just start heckling me. Being like, are you on drugs? Why isn't there any talking? What happened at the beginning? And I was like, it's like, it's like forty five minutes you missed. There's another showing later on, and she was just like, no, I don't think so. Wow. (laughs) So it's like you can't please everyone, but it hurts. Still hurts. You want to? I left the cinema because I was like, this is brutal. And then my girlfriend was like, she stopped now. Come back in. So I came Mm -hmm. back in again. She just started up. I'll refund you, just please. Was it the same old lady who took? Yeah, she was there. She just took a break when I left. <laughs> so what? I, so I took it to all these festivals, and then one of the ones I recently took it was like the European, European yeah, one in Paris. Nice. And there, Gareth was one of the judges. Gareth Jones was he's he was one of the judges mm-hmm. on the thing, mm-hmm. and he like judged the film. And I and I, I I was watching him watch it, and I was like, he hates it. This is so uncomfortable. Mm. And then um and then my girlfriend and me just started speaking to him afterwards, and. um yeah, we spoke, and, and Gareth always looks like that. So Gareth, yeah. uh, Gareth is an exec producer, um, and he also has a company called DC Releasing, um, and he uh, releases independent films mm-hmm. um, and looks after them. And he looked after the aisle for us, um, and so he asked us to come on board um, and help to. Well, it was partly because so going very quickly to the aisle, it does relate. Um, yes, we we so with the cinema stuff for the aisle, we went to met very nice uh, cinema booker mm-hmm. who was like oh it's quite hard getting films into cinema he so wasn't like, Scottish he was so. Scottish <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good accent no 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 and no. it turns out to be a lie <laughs> 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 he just wanted to perform he was Scottish he was, sure he was. Yeah, he was good though. I liked your face yeah. great performance oh I see yeah. <laughs> um, no, and then so we and we're like okay well uh, 
uh, uh, why don't we just give it a go? Because he was like, oh, no, it won't be when you want it. Because we already knew roughly when we wanted like um, <laughs> VOD stuff to kind of happen. Gareth was already talking to Lionsgate and stuff. And went, well, we, we, we need the cinema stuff to start at a certain time. Mm. Um, otherwise, it's going to bugger everything, basically. Um, uh, so we went, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just see if I can get in contact with some cinemas and see if they like it. And then within a day or two, we already had basically about, Almost ten yeah. cinemas, yeah. Um, yeah. and then there were more and more. And then and Gareth it was wasn't like, oh. a day; it took longer. Than no, no, no. Every but, man responded the next yeah, day. Yeah, well, okay. That was fine, yeah. But that's what you mean. It's, it's actually yeah. people forget how they think it's really <clears throat> difficult. Yeah, but actually, it's not that hard to get your film in yeah. cinema. You still yeah. Like, yeah. work. You got to work. Like, but they, but, but they, they, they're looking for interesting films as well. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, they still watch the films, and you know, I mean, so it's yeah, not as if it's just like. Yeah. Email the cinema. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Can kind of you play me film? I've made this film. Um, yeah, yeah. Decent. <laughs> and promised them all sorts of stuff. And yeah. Q and A's. Exactly. Q and A's are vital, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they say, there's going to be enough press around it. And we're going to talk about social media and go through like this is what we're going to do on the campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do all that. Kind so you of stuff. build a campaign for it. Yeah. yeah. But you have to um, tell. But is... I had to. You kind of have to promise them all this sort of stuff and also how you're going to do it. Some people are more like, oh great, I love the trailer. Let's do it. And then we have to go through. Anyway, Gareth has liked what we did with that. And so then you guys came to see the aisle. Mm. No, so then Gareth was like, I want to introduce you to two people who have just done exactly what you're about to do. And I think you should get them to help you to do the whole thing. So then I came and saw the aisle. It was really good. Yeah. No, yeah. It is really good. And then I met and the then, power and couple. And then you met us and you were and like, you, these guys you, are great. You were, yeah. you were moderating. <laughs> was, was our guest hosting that <laughs> night? Yeah. Oh! Oh! Right, he's like, oh, right, oh. that was that twat. <laughs> I was wondering who that guy was. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. That's where I recognized you from. Why did you... That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You... yeah, yeah. So we've met before then. Well, yeah. I don't know if you uh, met. Did I, you come I've up watched to me you before. So. <laughs> You've watched me. I've seen you before. You yeah, haven't seen me. Yeah, we had uh, collating bedrooms across the... Um... <laughs> that was the bit where the podcast cut. So, so I'm not, it's not going to make any sense to our listeners. No, no, but when we were oh, talking Jesus. about that when you were section talking earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but um, yes, that's how I know. Right. Yeah. Okay, but so then... then, then later we've never shared a bedroom. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Date to be confirmed. So date to be confirmed when we can watch it for electronic release and for um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So things like the picture house, I've learned you have to leave a gap between Mm. when they show it and when you can bring it out on VOD. Do you know how long that is, Tori and Matthew? So okay, that's a very good point because when I was talking to one guy, he said sixteen weeks, and that's what I heard press wise. Yeah. Um, And then he said, "Oh no, twelve weeks." Mm. I went, "Can you just check that?" He went, yeah, sure, it's fine. So, according to him, it's 12 weeks. Okay. Right. But we think it's... But that's only with the bigger companies. The independent ones are cool. Yeah. Fine. I've learned yesterday. Because we're going to try and get more cinemas as well as it goes along. Great. Yeah. Okay. So, people do look out for this film. I'll put the links in the show notes to Tokyo. Yeah. Search it out. It's a fantastic film. It's a brilliant debut movie. Yeah. It deserves the plaudits it's got. So, well done. Thank you very much. Very exciting. That's very nice. I'm looking forward to seeing what you're doing next. Get you back on. It's called Massacre. Oh, it is. Yeah, M A S A K A. Massacre. And instead of the Massacre. S, it's like a dollar sign. Oh. And I'm going to have pumpkin emojis on either side. Nice. <laughs> Designed it's the ghetto. It, That's what I'm saying. Like, I, like this film has been reverse engineered from. Great. Too. So, what. From, from pitching like a film to so many people, like in South Africa, being like, you know, mm. to, to like a farmer being like, can I shoot on your, your, your property? And they're like, yeah, what's the film about? And you're like, 
oh, it's this vague sort of meandering between what is and isn't real and like trauma and like demons and like like 10 minutes into the pitch and, and they, they, going, they've stopped uh, listening yeah. so like, like mate like, mate just film here mate i don't yeah. give a shit <laughs> stop talking to me yeah. but so now it's like it's all reversed i know how it's going to look when people text it to each other i know what it's going to look like on the poster i know what the nice. symbol's going to be i know that's, what that's interesting yeah kind of knowing what the, the, the market is and yeah like, exactly like where your audience is before you've even started exactly and yeah. again it's one of those things where i never th- i always thought that kind of thing would um, uh, 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 cage me in or, or, or thing nope. but again it gives you the complete opposite because when you have a plan then you know when you can and can't deviate and you mm-hmm. know what you can and can't do and there's never that thing of like can this be it? no this is who you're making it for exactly why and you want it to come out on Halloween all that stuff right. like my ideal thing would be if like Blumhouse did it yeah uh-huh. because like in Universal Studios Blumhouse at Halloween for like that month. Yeah, they have, they the have their own mazes and the Halloween films that are coming nights. out have their things and I love going to those things. Mm. Only in America, they suck here. Don't go in the UK. But in America, <laughs> true. you go there and it's like, oh my God, imagine being chased by my monster. I could go Don't. to a maze and see it and so I've actually designed the motel where, cool. where all the horror bit happens to be a maze that yeah. they can put Great. in theme parks for Halloween. <laughs> my co-writer on the day, Johnny Grant goes every year and he do it right. sends me Instagram and says, imagine if the dare was here. Imagine oh, exactly. if Dominic was chasing it, us down this road it, now. Oh my God, exactly Same that. thing. He's gone, so let's do it. Let's try. Let's, let's aim for I it. Mean, fucking hell. Good it's luck. It's like a but, celebration. But why not? Yeah. It, you've got to aim there. Because even if you happens. miss these things, mm. you're going to hit something. Yeah. You know what I you mean? You know where you're going to. I know where I'm going. You've got to aim there. You've got to aim high, right? Yeah, Otherwise, exactly. what's the point? What's yeah. the point? Exactly. And it's like, and it's, and it's also about like not aiming at impossible things don't do that that's true too don't, <laughs> don't have helicopters and elephants yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. dream but just not too big yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a nice sweet dream let's, uh, let's go there have a dream a have a mediocre dream, dream. <laughs> <laughs> and that Easily is the podcast <laughs> <laughs> have a mediocre dream everyone good luck <laughs> inspirational speech over <laughs> This has been amazing. Yeah, it's good speeches. Casper, honestly, thank you. Thank you so much for Where can people follow you on the socials? Can they find you? I don't have any. I know. Oh, wow. People can't find you. To Tokyo. That's what I mean. www.totokyofilm.com. Yeah. Great. And. To Tokyo underscore film for Instagram, Instagram Twitter, yeah. um, and To Tokyo the film on Facebook. Yeah, there you go. So, so yeah. they can follow you there. Do you run it in any way, shape, or no. form? Matthew does. I mean, Matthew yeah. runs that. I'll let so him know though. If, if you want to like get it, hold of Casper, <laughs> you can't. You can't. If, if, if you wonder ghost. why, when you listen to this, I sound so brain dead, but when I'm on Twitter, I'm incredibly eloquent. Because <laughs> 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 that's, that's Matthew. <laughs> That's exactly why. That why is it so good on the, the internet? Because it ain't me. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. Actually, you're going to be so the screenings, right? Uh, yeah, I'll be at the Q&As. There you go. Find him there. Yeah, see me at the Q&As. Yeah. Peck and Fleck. Stalk him there. And, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and check out his amazing Peck tattoos. And tomorrow. Yeah, check there out. I drew them all myself. Yeah. Serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Build my art. So when people are like... What do your art look like? It's stripped like, down. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Where's your storyboard? Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my inside file. <laughs> the DP. The DP got very annoyed. I bet you did. <laughs> now my ass cheek left ass what, cheek. Why shows. are you always going to oh, make it in all the meetings? Okay. <laughs> the black hole. I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, Matthew and Tori, where can people follow you? 
Uh, oh, Fizz, oh, Fizz and Ginger, oh, Fizz, come on. Fizz Ginger Films on Twitter and just put Fizz and Ginger in and we'll, you, we pop up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you pop yeah. up. Literally yeah. like pop-ups. Yeah. There you go. Hello, hey. it's us. Well, we're on all the things. Fizz You're on all the things. On all I'll the put things. links yeah. to, that, to that in the show. The aisle is out now. You can go see it. You can go buy, you can buy, buy it. it. DVD. All, buy all the platforms. Any extras on there? There's a little, there's a little featurette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have done, we should have done a little commentary, but I forgot about that. Oh, you should have done oh, I didn't even yeah, yeah. think. It was I'm all a rush. It was very quickly done. I'm just going to put the podcast up. <laughs> there you yeah. go. So 132 podcasts in there somewhere. <laughs> we talk about the day occasionally. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Thank you so much for co-hosting. Really oh, appreciate no, it. Yeah. Thank and, you for having and, us. And well done for joining the Two Tokyo team because it's a wonderful film. Whoop, whoop. Very good. Whoop, whoop. You can follow me at Giles Alderson on Twitter. You can follow the Filmmakers Pod at Filmmakers Pod. Do get in touch. If you like this podcast, tell your friends. If you really like this podcast, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review because it means the world and we help grow. Tell your friends about it because then we grow even more. Um, being prepared is everything. You can make it in a film, but know who your audience is, as Casper said, and get out there and do it. And remember, if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well, it's your duty to send the elevator back down thank you for listening you're amazing go out there make your film and we will see you next tuesday right Mm. oh we will thank you thank you so much for having me on the podcast it's an absolute pleasure and thank you everyone for listening you've been amazing honestly i've thoroughly enjoyed chatting to you good I've enjoyed it too. And get I hope to you chopper. have to get to the chopper. Why? What? I don't know. It's oh, like right, an exit right. line. Oh, get I to see, the chopper. Yeah. 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 Or I'll, like, I'll, I'll be back. Oh, I'll be, oh well, yeah. I'll be yeah. back. I'll, I'll be back Tuesday. <laughs> 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 and on that note, we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Charles. Nice Bye. <laughs>